hello my friends welcome back to hold up let me explain i'm your host nicole and you guys remember me right i hope you do because i've been so fucking ghost i post an episode i say i'm gonna have another one lined up for you and then i don't do as i say but here's the thing my friends i've been going through a lot all right the last episode i released was basically a rundown of why my relationship didn't work out and then i think i did a follow-up of all the red flags i ignored and why um but since then a lot of the time i've taken off has been me processing the breakup the marriage not that we were ever married but we were about to be so there's just a lot that i've been processing and going through but aside from all of that if you follow me on instagram which if you don't you probably should you would see that i've been having a big social life which has been really nice i've been throwing parties i've been having get-togethers with girlfriends i've been traveling and that's basically what this episode is going to be i've decided that this episode is going to be a season three premiere of a new era it's a new year it's 2024 i'm single i'm 31 i'm excited for the future and there's just a lot to talk about there's a lot to digest and give and talk about and i think that with this time that i've taken off to really live life and explore my likes and my wants and don'ts i can now have more content to provide for you the listeners the podcast everything i'm also currently recording a youtube video i'm doing a weekly vlog of a january reset so prayers that it's a productive week for me because i always intend to have one and then life gets in the way and I get distracted and then I just end up turning into a hermit but that's not what's going to happen okay so for this season three premiere episode I'm going to talk to you about my trip to London yes my friends I went to London back in November and I'm going to tell you the thought process and why and basically how that trip went I'm going to give you all the little details so and I'm not going to hold back I promise I am not going to hold back all right so let's start from the beginning why London? Aside from the fact that I've always wanted to go, I met this guy, okay, a friend of mine at this point. His name is Jack, okay, he's an artist. And back in 2013, 14, it's all a blur, I lived in Italy briefly. It was a study abroad trip that I did through, uh, was it FSU or USF? I think it was USF. Um, basically it was a study abroad program that I went on. I lived in Florence for about two months, did a half semester type thing. And it was the best time of my life. And the last night of my trip, I met Jack. He was actually my neighbor and he was, he's from London in Florence at the time, basically perfecting his craft. Whereas for me, I was there on a study abroad trip and we just got to know each other literally through a window balcony it's something you would see from a movie it was like i was looking at the stars praying to god thanking god for the experience that i had from this trip and then i just hear a voice and when i look off to the left it's jack and literally we talked for hours through this window balcony we became facebook friends the only reason why i didn't leave the apartment to go actually walk with him and talk with him and really get to know him was because my friend who was with me on the trip was like I don't need you disappearing on the last night before we go home. So you're not going anywhere. So that's the only reason why our friendship was only formed through this window balcony. But literally for 10 plus years after that, we've always remained friends on social media, Facebook. We have each other's phone numbers. We've always kept in contact through the years. And I remember saying to him the first time I met him, I was like, I want you to paint me. I want you to paint me nude because he's a realist painter. Like he 
paints realist paintings, rarely abstract, but basically like portraits and such. And so I would tell him all the time, like, I want you to paint me nude. And he's like, of course, just, you know, come to London, come to London and I will paint you. But of course, through the years, it's always been, okay, I'm going to come, I'm going to come. And then of course something happens and I don't end up going. And then I was in this relationship for six years. So obviously, you know, how do you tell your man, oh, I want to go to London to get painted nude. You know what I mean? I did eventually bring it up to my ex. And in the beginning, he was kind of like, mm, I don't know how I feel about that. But then it was like, well, you don't have to go to London to get painted nude. You can literally find an artist in Miami because they're full of them and you can find somebody else. But it was something about just the romance of like flying to London, meeting my friend that I've known for years, being painted in a studio in a chase naked with a glass of wine. It just felt very movie like it just felt very romantic and very spontaneous. And that's the kind of life I just want to live. And even when him and I were discussing it, me and Jack, about the painting, I told him straight up. I was like, honestly, I don't even care what you do with the painting. You can sell it. You can keep it. You can fucking, I, I don't care. Just promise me it ends up in a museum. So when I'm like 100 years old, I can go with my fucking grandkids and be like, that was me in my 30s. That was me back in the day. Like, what a flex. What a fucking flex to like go to a museum at a hundred and be like, oh yeah, I was that bitch back in the day. Hello? You do it for the plot. When girls say I'm doing it for the plot, that is the plot I was doing it for, okay? So we kind of had this agreement, but I still respect him as an artist and was like, you know, but at the end of the day, I still want to pay you. I still want to have something to take home, whatever that is, even if it's a little magnet of a photo of me painted, like I just give me something, you know? So he was like, well, work it out. Don't worry about it. Just, just get over here. So as the years passed, you know, breaking off the engagement, being single, moving into my own place, finding my new rhythm of life, you know, Jack would still kind of hit me up like, Hey, like, when are you coming to London? And at this point it was already like summertime. And I had told him, I was like, I'm going to come in August. But then August came and I didn't really have the money. Then September came, didn't have the money. Then October came, which is my birthday, didn't have the money. And like the time just kept passing and I just kept feeling like if I don't do this right now, I may never do it. And I hate that feeling. I don't want to have any regrets. So finally, I was looking at the calendar and I was noticing that November 15th, which is the day I would have been getting married that week which is when I would have been going to Puerto Rico, getting everything set up. I started to feel very heavy, realizing like that anniversary, that monumental day that I had been looking forward to was approaching. And I felt like having the day off wasn't going to be worth it. Like it just, that's the kind of week day that I just wanted to reclaim for myself. I didn't want to think that November 15 was going to be the day that I was supposed to get married. I didn't want that. I didn't want that day to be that. And I also felt like having the day off, like from work, being in the house, whether it was to go. And even still, like, it's so funny because knowing that the day was coming, I had message in the group chat that I'm in with a bunch of girls. I was like, I want this day to be an ultimate girls day. I want to go rollerblading. I want to get my nails done. I want to have fun. I want to go dance. I want to sing. I want to, I just want to be a girl. I just want to have fun and be free with my girls and just have a good time. And all the girlies were supportive. They were like, yes, let's reclaim the day. Let's do it. They all requested the day off. But some reason I just, as the day was approaching, I just kept feeling like, 
I need something bigger. I need something more. I just, I can't, like, I can't be here. Like, I just, I got, I gotta go. I gotta go. And that's how I've always been, especially when it comes to traveling. Blame it on who I am as a person. Blame it on my zodiac sign. I'm a Libra. But I just, once again, felt like it just, it wasn't enough. So I impulsively, like, literally, I will never forget. Monday would have been the 12th because the 15th landed on a Wednesday. So, yeah, it was like that Monday, the 12th, that Thursday. So the Thursday before that Monday, I had the day off and I just it kept it was pressing and pressing and pressing. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to go to London. I literally took my laptop. I went on a firm, which is like that credit line. Like, I'm sure if you've ever used it, you know what I'm talking about, obviously. But a firm is basically this online credit line where like you can purchase things through like a loan and then you just make payments through it. I because I typically use this platform to book a lot of my trips. Every time I use it, I pay it off, I get approved more money. So I had a, a healthy amount that I could have used. Um, and I was just looking at the computer and I'm like going on Expedia, looking at different flights, looking at different hotels, because obviously if I were going to go on this trip alone, I was going to stay at a hotel. There was no way I was going to stay at an Airbnb. And I only say that because of safety reasons. And so I was on Expedia looking at hotels and I was obsessing over what would be the greatest deal. You know, is this going to be around all the places I want to go to? Is this going to be far from the studio? And I literally booked it that night. And I texted my mom and I said, mom, I need you to come over when you get out of work. She came over and I was like, <laughs> I was like, so I did a thing. And she's like, what'd you do? And I said, I booked a trip in London. I booked a trip to London and I leave on Monday. Can you take me to the airport? She's like, that is like three to four days from now. And I was like, mm hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go. <laughs> so can you help me pack? <laughs> so like literally it was just so impulsive, but like no regrets. Like I'm so happy I did it. And I almost feel like if I hadn't done it that way, I was never going to do it. And so I did it. So I was on a flight Monday on my way to London. And I landed in Heathrow, took a, not a bullet train, but basically like a train straight shot to London Bridge, which is basically the stop where my hotel was. I stood at the Hilton and it was only three blocks away from the station, which was awesome. I never, ever had to use a taxi, an Uber. And I also heard that it's not even worth using when you're out there. Like public transport is the way to go. Everybody in London is either taking public transportation or walking everywhere, which is Typically what I did, I even took the bus at one point, which was awesome. I was able to go on the second floor, sit in the front and see everything. The window was really dirty, so I couldn't get like a clear shot of like, like a video to like record because I definitely wanted to add it to the aesthetics of the reels I took. However, it was still like super cool to just navigate the city on my own using my GPS, you know, just using my Apple Pay to get in and off the train. Like I just felt like a fucking local. Like I felt like I belonged there as soon as I landed. It was amazing. Um, but let me not jump ahead too far. So anyway, so, um, on my way out, I get to London. Now here's the thing, my friends, <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you some, some tea, right? Okay. Let me get to the point, but first let me have a little sip of coffee. Okay. So let's put a pause on the London trip and let me tell you about a boy. We're going to call him London boy. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hold up. Hold up. Okay. Let me calm down. 
this coffee's strong, let me tell you. Okay, got me mad hype, but this is what we need. We need this energy because it's been a long time. All right, cute. So here's the thing. I live in Florida, right? I live in Orlando. I work at Disney. I think I'm giving them too much information at this point, but it is what it is, okay? I'm on Hinge. Right now my profile's on pause because I fucking hate the app and I hate every person that's on the fucking app. But with that being said, I ended up matching with a guy. We'll call him London Boy. And it was so funny because we apparently we had matched, but I didn't really get to his profile until like weeks after. So by the time we matched and we were like getting to know each other, I was like, oh, let's go have a drink. And he was like, I wish, but I leave on Monday. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Did you literally catfish your location? He was like, no, it's just I'm from London and I'm visiting Orlando. So basically he was on a family trip for the past three weeks with his family from London and he I guess changed his location to see if maybe he would meet somebody he did admit that he didn't meet anybody um but you know he just kind of wanted to see what the options were which is fair because that's why we're on the app right to see what our options are i even changed my location to london before i left just to kind of see what was out there um but the moment i had told the guy that i was visiting they would like block me so i'm like oh that's why you're here okay which i can't get mad at at the end of the day like what you know what um what could really come from a relationship with a person who's visiting maybe they wanted to date more with intention which is fair but anyway with that being said um talking about london boy he was like oh you know but i'm from london and i leave on monday we should have matched earlier i don't know why you took so long and i'm like i'm sorry i'm barely on the app and when i am like i just try not to talk to too many people at once because i don't really like that <laughs> so whatever right but then I had mentioned to him that I was going to be visiting London soon. And he was like, no way. And I said, yeah, like I'm going on a solo trip. Long story. I said, you know, but maybe I could, maybe we can go out for a drink when I go out there. So he was like, yes, please. Like, let's do that. So from that moment up until I was going to leave for my trip, we had been texting through WhatsApp, leaving each other voice notes and just kind of like getting to know each other. And it was confirmed that when I get to London, him and I were going to hang out. Okay, so I told him I was leaving on Monday, but arriving on Tuesday in the morning. So he was like, if you're not too tired or jet lagged, maybe we can go out for that drink. Wednesday, November 15th would have been the actual day that I would go get painted. Okay, okay. So what happened? So now we're, we're up to date as far as all of that. So we go from, so I go from Heathrow, so I, I fly to London, land in Heathrow, check into my hotel, start doing some sightseeing. And at this point, you know, it's just a matter of walking around. I'm exhausted. I take a quick nap. I kind of walk around a little bit, like the area that I'm in. And then I start texting London boy. And he's like, how was your flight? Like, how do you feel if you want to reschedule for like Friday? You know, let me know. We could always reschedule. And I was like, no, I am making the most out of my trip. I want to see you. Let's have this drink. <laughs> so... We, so anyway, so we end up meeting like around 6.30, right? So I'm getting ready. I look super cute. What the fuck did I wear? Oh, I wore like these like plaid pants that were like kind of high-waisted and I wore like this like tube top shirt, but I had like on a scarf and my jacket, so I was still warm. Um, and, but I looked cute. I did my makeup, my hair was loose. I was so ready. And we ended up meeting at London Bridge. So cute. And he was just so cute. He's just so cute. London boy is so cute. So he doesn't, does he have, oh yeah, he had colored eyes. Oh my God. <laughs> I already forgot the color of his eyes. He had green eyes and he was like 6'2". 
and I'm like a hoe for height. So I was like, oh my God, I love you already. And we gave each other a hug and it was cute. I just, forgive me for saying that so many times because it just was, okay? It just fucking was, it was cute. And so we gave each other a hug and he was like, okay, like, what do you want to do? And I was like, well, I definitely want to grab a drink. I'm definitely a little hungry, um, but like, let's just walk around. Like, you know, just show me around. So we go from where we were to like this river walk. So like basically where the London Bridge is, is like, um, it's on the river, right? Because it's a fucking bridge. So there's like this area where you, it's like just a walkway, right? And they had like a bunch of vendors with like different things or like, yeah, just vendors selling a bunch of stuff like soaps and cookies and food and artisan items from like different countries. It was a cute little area to walk through. But he was kind of like playing tour guide. He was like, you know, so that's the walkie-talkie building. That's the Shard Hotel. That hotel is this, and that building is that, and that's the Verizon building, or like some shit like that. So he was just kind of like playing tour guide. Then we started passing the vendors, and he was like, "Oh, you know, do you want to look at anything? Do you want to grab anything?" And I was like, "No, it's okay." But then I saw that there was like a macaroon booth, and I love macaroons. I'm not like obsessed, but they're pretty good. And I was like, "Oh my god, macaroons!" He was like, "Oh, do you want some?" And I was like, "Maybe." So we go up to the to the booth, right? And I go, ooh, you know what? I'll take three. And he was like, why don't you just do the box and get nine? And I was like, no, 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 no. I don't, I'm not going to eat that much. I'll just have three. He's like, no, just have the box. And I was like, okay, fine. I'll have the box. So then I start picking out the flavors and I go, okay, I'll do the pistachio. I'll do the coffee. I'll do the chocolate. And then I was like, oh, what, what other ones do you want? And he was like, no, no, no. Pick the ones you like. And I was like, are you sure? And he was like, yeah, yeah, pick whatever you like. So I said, okay, I'll do the coconut. I'll do the kiwi. Like, I just started picking out random flavors. And then he's like, oh, do the peach. The peach sounds good. And I said, okay, yeah, 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 I'll do the peach. So they make the box for me. He pays automatically. And I was like, wait, are you sure? And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, let me buy this for you. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet. So I get the box. I open it and I go, okay, which flavor do you want to try first? He's like, oh, I don't like macaroons. I'm like, motherfucker, then why the fuck you had me pick out nine if I only wanted three? <laughs> like, what? So I just thought that was kind of interesting because it's like, why would you force me to get nine macaroons if I only wanted three? And Because I, I thought maybe he was pushing it because he wanted some too. But it's like, you didn't even want, like, <laughs> I'm like, okay. Like, I just, I don't know. I thought it was kind of funny. So anyway, so then we cross over the bridge and then there's like this area where the London Tower is or the London building or the London Tower and basically it used to be like a prison I don't know but there was like another walkway it was kind of more dark but they had like little areas of like these huge like um how do you say like these not pictures but like these boards of like writings of like the history of the building and like different parts of it where you can see like clearly it's an area that people go to to tour right I mean it's free it's open it's out in the open it's it's cool it's very historic but obviously, because it's already nighttime, it's like super dark. So it was funny because as we're going down the stairs, I was like, oh, my God, is this the part where you murder me? Because this is like really dark. And he was like, no, 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 not yet. I'm going to save that for later. And I was like, OK, that was cute. You have a sense of humor. So anyway, so we walk through there. We end up going inside of a pub. I get an espresso martini. He gets a beer and he was just so sweet. He like offered to take pictures of me, which honestly, none of them came out cute. I never posted them, but it was just a thought that counts. He paid for my drinks. Um, he obviously was like very impressed by the way I looked because I looked really cute. And he kept he kind of made a comment about it. He was like, you look really good. And he kept like checking me out. And I was like, I will fuck you on this table right now. No kidding. <laughs> I didn't say that. 
but I definitely thought it. So <laughs> we end up going out to dinner and we ended up going to this Gordon Ramsay restaurant. Girl, I forgot the name of it. I think it was called something street, Bleecker Street, some shit street. I think Bleecker Street is the name of a movie production, actually. I have no idea. But anyway, point is, we went there and it was just a vibe. Like we sat down, I had another drink. We ordered like three appetizers. We shared an entree. We had, I only had one drink. He had one drink, um, but he paid for it and it was cute. It was really fucking cute. So then finally we go to another pub. Anyway, let me just get to the juicy part, okay? Because I know that's what you want to hear. Okay, cute. So we end up going to another pub, the last pub we hit. But I noticed that he wasn't really making a move. He wasn't trying to kiss me. He wasn't trying to hold my hand. He wasn't really giving me the vibe like, like I know that he was interested, but everything felt very friendly and very on the surface. Like, yeah, we were flirting and yes, he was checking me out. And of course I had put on my charm because that's what I do. But I, like he wasn't like getting close. He wasn't trying to kiss me. He wasn't acting feral. You know what I mean? Like he wasn't acting primal. It just felt very calm, which honestly I loved because at the end of the day, I don't want a guy to jump my... It's not that I don't want him to jump my bones. Of course I want him to jump my bones. But at the end of the day, it's the beginning of my trip. I'm visiting. I'm alone. I'm by myself. You know what I'm saying? Like in a, in a bigger aspect, I do appreciate that he was very respectful. But it did get to one point in the night where I realized like he was not going to make the first move. Like if something was going to happen, I had to make the first move. I had to be the one to do it. You know? So what happened? After the last pub, at this point, it's already about to be two in the morning. And he's like, oh, so where do you want to go to next? And at this point, I'm like, okay, shit ain't happening unless I do something about it. So <laughs> finally, I was like, oh, I know another spot. And it was the hotel that I was staying at. And he and um, the bar at the hotel was closed. So I was like, oh, it's fine. We'll just go up to my room. And he was like, oh, this is the hotel you're staying at. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, oh, okay. So we ended up like quickly getting a bottle of wine. And then we went back up to my room and we sat down and we just started talking. I poured him a glass. Like I sat on the bed. He sat on like the swivel chair and we're just talking and stuff. And at this point, I started like flirting with him. I got up. I... I didn't really do anything. I forgot what I did. I didn't do anything, but I think I made a comment. And then he was like, can I kiss you? And I was like, I thought you'd never ask. And then I leaned over to kiss him. And bitch. It was, um. <laughs> yeah, bitch. It, it, we got feral. We got feral, okay? It was like he fucking jumped out of the chair. He like lifted me up, put me against the wall, fucking took off my shirt, like was like me against the wall, unbuckling my pants. Like it was like, like as if him and I were deprived of sex. And because it was finally on the table, we just went at it. And we just, we fucked all over my fucking hotel room. Like, I know I've never really, like, give up information like this, but, bitch, it's for the plot. When I tell you that trip to London was healing, <laughs> it was healing. It was a healing journey, okay? Okay. So, anyway, so we fucked all night. I am not going to give too many details, but 
it was impressive and it was great and it was all fucking night i'm not kidding i am not kidding like it was to the point where like when we both finally like woke up to get up i was looking at the time because i had to be at the studio at like 10 30 and i was like oh like why did I do this like I'm so tired like he's painting me like I needed my beauty sleep I needed to not be a little hungover right now but man was I was I purring in the in the morning (laughs) I really was but anyway so what happened so we ended up like kissing goodbye he left and then it was just a matter of me getting ready for the studio so I put my hair like normal, like in a little bun and I put on my dress and I put on an outfit because I knew that after the, after me sitting for him at the studio, I was going to go sightsee. So obviously I got ready to look also good for the entire day. So I had to take like two trains. It took me like 40 minutes to get to the studio. But when I finally did, it was just so nice seeing Jack in real life because again, it had been like 10 years since I seen him. Like, it's been forever. So it was just nice. Like, when he opened the door, I was like, oh, my God, Jack. And, like, we gave each other a hug. I met his dog. The studio was beautiful. It's not, like, a huge studio, but he just, all of his art was everywhere. You saw the paintbrushes and the paint and, like, the dirty rags in the corner. And he had the bottle of wine. And Well, actually, he didn't get the bottle of wine until a little later. But, like, just the whole setup. And because, obviously, London is freezing, like always. It was, like, kind of cold during the time I got there because it was in November. And, like, he had a little heater in the corner. And I mean, aside from all of that, like it was just, aside from all of that, like it was just really nice. Like it was just really nice. And not for nothing, I'm very surprised on how quickly I got naked because it was like, because here's the thing. He's an artist, right? Because, not because, he's an artist. He does this. He does this. He has painted so many nude models through the years that I know professionally me getting naked in front of him would be no different than any other model he's painted in the past and because I kind of had that in my mind I didn't feel that shy to get naked in front of him because I knew it wouldn't be a sexually charged you know environment it just wouldn't because also he's married has a baby and is very settled in his life and again like for me this was a fantasy that I wanted to fulfill And the fantasy didn't include fucking the guy who's going to paint me. Maybe six years ago when I was single and he was single. But not now because things are different now. And for me, this was just something I've always wanted to experience. And there was so much to reclaim during this week. This was the week I was supposed to get married. And my life is so different now. And like doing this painting was about feeling confident and just being that bitch. So when I got there, seeing the setup and how professional he was and just... This was the moment I had been fantasizing for years, was finally here. The last thing I was going to be was shy. So it was like, I got there, we got in, I saw everything. I was like, should we just get started? He was like, yep. He had the paint ready. He had the easel ready and everything. And I was like, ready to go. And I just fucking took off my jacket, took off my dress, and I was just fucking naked. And I was just like, all right, I'm ready. And we just did a few poses and like we kind of like played around with a different pose, different poses. And then we kind of just settled with me just like leaning on the chase and he just got to work. And the entire time we're just talking. I'm talking about my ex. You know, I'm talking about last night with the guy and basically my plans for the rest of the week. He kind of was giving me some recommendations. 
But for the most part, I laid, like I sat or laid for him um, for about four hours uh, with like a few breaks in between. Like if I had to go run to the restroom, that was when he brought the wine. So, And there was like moments where like my back started hurting because of the position I was in. So like I would get up a few times and stretch. And then um, there was one point when I actually fell asleep. And because at this, because I'm so exhausted from the night before, so I ended up like falling asleep and then he had to wake me up. He was like, are you, are you alive? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm sorry. But he told me I was only, I passed out for like 30 minutes and then that was the end of it. So basically the goal was that I was going to sit for him on Wednesday and then I was going to sit for him on Friday. So sitting him, sitting for him for four hours, he was able to get a lot done. And I was very impressed. Like there was so much detail in the painting already, even after those four hours, you know? Um, but he did tell me that typically sittings like this could take up to eight hours, nine hours, depending on like the complexity of the pose and, you know, the environment in which he's like, cause obviously everything is lighting, pose, details, whatever. So I was prepared to sit for a while. I mean, a good portion of my trip to London was to sit for him. Obviously sightseeing, um, was part of it too, but for the most part, you know, the purpose of my trip was for this moment. And it was just amazing. And I played music and he was just so open to me recording and vlogging. I mean, I didn't really vlog. I did, but I just felt like I just wanted to focus on one thing and that was Instagram. So I just took a lot of pictures, posted a lot of videos on my Instagram story. I FaceTimed a lot with my sister and my friends during the trip. So to kind of like manage both like a vlog camera and my phone just felt like too much work and I just didn't want to do that like I didn't want to get so caught up with vlogging and content creating that I wasn't in the moment so I just focused on that which is why there's not a vlog of my London trip I attempted but I didn't get enough content like honestly all of the videos I took on my camera were just like the images of places I was visiting like a little bit of Big Ben the Tower Bridge on the London Eye, maybe some of the food I ordered from the places I went out to eat. But then after that, it's just nothing. Like, I don't even have fo like videos of me talking to a camera. So that's the only reason why there isn't a vlog. But I knew I was going to podcast about my experience. So there's that. So anyway, so moving on. So after I sat for him, that was when I started doing the sightseeing. And it was great. Like I said, navigating the city was super easy. The food was really good. A lot of people told me that the food in London wasn't that great. But honestly, I beg to differ. The food in London, I thought was great. I did go to a restaurant um, the last night that I was there to this place called Darby's and I ordered a bone marrow meat pie um, and I had a glass of Bordeaux because anytime I see Bordeaux on the menu, I always order it. And I had that with like a butter lettuce side salad and it was just so dense and decadent and savory and just bitch my mouth is savoring like watering right now and it's just so good and it had me full for the majority of the day like I had to take some bloating pills because a bitch was like Ugh, I fucking ate too much but that was probably the best thing I had in London because here's the thing about London you have to consider if you think of London food as a whole obviously people think it's like meat pies and potatoes and fried fish and whatever whatever stereotype food that you associate London with could be considered very bland, very plain, whatever, right? But in the same breath, that is how Europeans look at American food. American food is an American food. Why? Because hamburgers 
that's German. French fries, that's French. Anything of after that is an infusion of different cultures, right? Because if you think of tacos, obviously tacos is an American food. You'll find a taco spot everywhere in America. You will always find a Mexican restaurant in America, but that's not American food. That's Mexican food. I think the closest to American food would probably be barbecue. And that's like segregated in one area or maybe a few areas but for the most part that's like one area in america that is known for after that in a, as a generalization of like american food it's an infusion of all different types of food and that's not even considering all of the fucking fruits and vegetables that are genetically modified that america has always been known for so as a total the same way that people may consider london food to be trash is the same way that people would consider american food to be trash do I think the food in London is trash? Absolutely not, because there are so many different types of restaurants in London. Oh my gosh, they have such great Asian restaurants. Like I had the best spicy ramen. I mean, it was considered spicy, but it wasn't really spicy. I, I have a high tolerance for spice. It wasn't really spicy, but it was delicious. Like I said, the meat pie I had at Darby's, delicious. I had fish and chips at the Gordon Ramsay restaurant. Was it the best fish and chips I ever had? Not necessarily, but for the most part, the food in whole, it was great. I loved the food in London. I, I, I did not feel not one bit, not once did I feel that the food was ever trash. Not at all. So if anybody tells you the food in London is trash, it's because they don't know where to order food from or they just weren't getting the right things, which is fair because people could say the same about America. But I digress. Aside from that, um, as the days went on throughout the week, like I said, I sightseed, I sightsaw, whatever. I went sightseeing. I FaceTimed with my dad, showed him all the places I had went to. So that was really nice. FaceTime with my sister pretty often, my mom. It was just nice. Like, even though this was a solo trip, not once did I ever feel lonely. Truthfully, never did. Um, I will admit my favorite day out of the entire week was on Friday because Friday was a day that I told myself, I was like, okay, this is the day where I'm going to do all the things I really want to do. And I'm not going to give a fuck if it's a place where you would have to go with friends. I don't care if it's expensive. I don't care if it's far. If I want to do it, I'm going to do it. And so I went to this place called Peggy's Portion or Peggy's Porsche or Peggy's Portion. Basically, it's this cute little breakfast brunch restaurant that sits in a corner and it's in Chelsea, which is like this really like yuppie area in London. And it's just so beautiful from the outside. It's just pink with flowers at the door. And you have to have a reservation to sit inside, but outside is open seating. So I sat outside and I ordered like this beautiful, it was called uh, breakfast tea or high tea or I forget. I think it was like breakfast tea, but basically it's like this three tier tray that they bring to the table. And on the top it had like cute, like little crumpets. And then they had like, uh, like pancakes and um, scones and then at the very bottom I had like a little eggs benedict with like a truffle mushroom spread with like a poached egg and then I had like another little breakfast tart like it was just so cute it felt like doll food like shit that like you'll see like at a barbie house like a doll house like it just looked so fake and perfect and then I had a pistachio strawberry like latte or no I'm sorry it was a pistachio rose latte are you kidding me? It was so fucking good. And it was just so aesthetically pleasing, which I'm all about the aesthetics. I mean, hello, look at my apartment. And I just decided to have my little coffee, my little tea, my three tier breakfast, morning tea, whatever. And then I journaled. 
and I journaled and I sat outside and I had my scarf on and like I got complimented a few times as people passed my passed me by they were like oh my god this looks so nice I was just like I know right after that I went back over to Jack's studio we finished up the painting at that point I had only sat for him for about three hours after that, I went and I went to this place called the Hijingo Room, which is like this Japanese restaurant that is known for like bingo. They have like live bingo and they have like these performers on stage. And anyway, it was something that I had saw on Instagram. And I remember when I had saw it on Instagram, I was like, damn, I really want to go. But you could tell that's the kind of place you go with like a group of people. And I wasn't sure if I really wanted to put myself in that environment by myself because one, it was kind of far Two, the vibes felt very like party. And I wasn't sure if that would be a good idea, given that I'm by myself. But there was something in me that I just felt like, you know what? I'm not going to hold myself back. If I really want to go to this place, I'm going to fucking go to this place. And I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't care if I'm by myself. And here's the thing. I tried to call to make a reservation and nobody was answering. So that was like another thing that I thought like that kind of had me held back a little bit because I'm like, damn, like, what if I get there and they turn me away? And then I was like, but what if they don't? So what happened? I ended up taking two trains to get there. And when I finally arrived, it was so funny because I go in. Right. And the bouncer is there and he's like, what's the name? And I was like, uh, Nicole. And he's like, uh, for how many? And I was like, oh, I don't have a reservation. He was like, oh. Okay, well, then you need to go see that girl over there, which is like the host. So I go through the door. I go to the host and I go, hi, um, I tried calling in to make a reservation, but I couldn't get through. I wanted to know if you have any availability for tonight. She was like, for how many? And I said, for one. And she's like, just you? <laughs> I was like, yeah. The fuck? So she was just like, okay, well, come back in 15 minutes. She's like, go grab a drink at the bar and come back in 15 minutes. I was like, okay. So I go to the bar, get a glass of rosé, and the bartender was like super nice. She was like, oh my God, you're so pretty. I was like, oh my God, I love you. And she was just like, oh, are you here for a birthday? And I was like, no, I'm here by myself. I just wanted to come here um, and check it out. Like I saw it on Instagram and I'm really interested, blah, blah, blah. And she was just like, oh, well, I hope you get in. Here's your glass of wine. So I paid, whatever, 15 minutes go by. I go back to, back up to the host stand and she's like, okay, the next show's at eight o'clock. At this point, it was only 7.15. And she's like, so the next show is at eight o'clock. So here's your little bingo bag. She didn't say it like that, but she was just like, here's your bag with the bingo cards inside. The directions are in the bag with the marker. She goes, the cover is 20, uh, 20 pounds. So I pay 20 pounds. She's like, okay, when it's eight o'clock, you'll go into your table and the show will start. So I said, okay, cool. So I go sit down and I just kind of like kill time. And after a while, people started to like arrive and I started to see like, don't know like groups of people come in and I'm not gonna lie that's when I started to feel really vulnerable because I'm like oh my god like these people are here for like bachelorette parties birthday parties date nights group friend like a friend outing like you could tell this is the kind of place that people go to like to celebrate because it's just a vibey spot like it's like really like highly decorated you know it's like a dinner show basically and it's like a bingo it's a bingo so it's like you sit down and like you they give you the markers but you could just tell that that's like a place that people go to celebrate and have big parties at whereas for me i'm literally there by myself so i started to feel very like vulnerable like oh my god like there's so many people here there's so many people that are just like here for these group parties like i don't know like i said i just felt very vulnerable so i'm sitting there and then 
a server comes up to me. She goes, hey, by the way, it's already 8 o'clock. No, she didn't say it like that. She was like, at this point, it was like 7.45. She came up to me. She was like, you can go sit down if you want. Like, you can go to your table now if you'd like. So I said, oh, okay. So I get a head start while everybody is still vibing in the, like, in the lounge area. So I go down this like really long hallway and it's like bright red with like a big kitty cat poster at the very end and of course I took my videos and then I go up to the second hostess that will take me to my actual table and I go up to her and I'm like hi and she goes how many in your party and I said oh it's just me and she goes oh okay follow me and I was like okay <laughs> like oh my god like I just like people were kind of making me feel like oh poor you like this is a choice so whatever so she sits me at a table she sits me at my seat actually and i'm not gonna lie i think i had the best seat of the house because all of the tables in that grand room was all high tops but at the very front of the stage were low top tables and she sat me basically at the very front high top table so where i was sitting was that perfect view of the entire stage because there was nobody in front of me everybody technically in front of me were sitting at low top tables so i had the perfect view of the stage okay and like there were people sitting behind me but i'm so happy that they didn't put me like in the back corner because if they did i would have been able to see anything and i don't think i would have had the same experience as everybody else so i would say that like i had a really good seat i sat down and a server comes up to me right away and he's like oh what do you want to drink and i was like oh I don't know yet. I haven't really looked at the menu, but I know I will be having a drink. He was like, okay, I'll be right back with something. I was like, okay. So he comes back with like this kitty cat mug and inside is like this delicious, strong ass drink. And it was made of rum. I could tell as soon as I took a sip, but it was so freaking good. And he was like, here you go. It's on the house. And I was like, oh shit, I got a free drink. So I had my little drink. I ordered food. And then... Um, I have, I get like a different server and I go, Hey, um, I'd like to order another drink. And he was like, sure. What do you want? And I was like, um, actually give me the prettiest drink on the menu. Cause for me, I'm all about the aesthetics. So he goes, okay, I got you girl. I don't know if he misheard me. I don't know if he thought I said strongest drink or prettiest drink, but that man brought me the strongest drink. And when I looked at it on the menu, it was like zero proof, fucking all the types of rums. And it. it was a frozen drink. But let me tell you, by the end of that drink, I was like, oh, shit, I got to calm down. But then at this point of the night, I guess like all the people that were celebrating birthdays were like all making shots. So I saw the server. He kept like delivering shots to the tables. But I know it's because they were ordering them because they're right in front of me and I hear them ordering them. And all of a sudden, the bar one of the servers comes up to me. He goes, here, a shot for you on the house. So I'm like, oh, my God, two free drinks. I got a free drink, a free shot. So, of course, I take a shot. And at this point, I'm like, all right, Nicole, you need to chill because at the end of the day, you're by yourself. <laughs> like, you cannot be wilding out. Like, but I'm not going to lie to you guys. If the birthday people would have turned around and been like, hey, do you want to follow us to the next spot? I would have been like, fuck yeah. But they didn't do that. <laughs> but hey, I did get a free drink out of it. So cool. Um, so at the end of it, I ended up like talking to the server for a little bit after the show had ended. I didn't win anything. I didn't win the bingo, but it was really cool. Like the energy was high. Everybody was having a good time. I was taking pictures. I mean, aside from like people like confirming that I was by myself after that, like I'm a pretty confident person. It was a little like 
nerve wracking to be like for people to be like, oh, you're by yourself because it's kind of like, yeah, what the fuck? Like, it's not weird. Like, it's not weird in America. It shouldn't be weird here. Um, but for the most part, everybody was super friendly with me. Like I said, I got the free drinks. Everybody was super nice. And um, yeah, it was just really cool. Like, I had a good time. After the Hajingo room, I ended up going back to my area and I ended up going to the Shard Hotel, which is like this beautiful, sharp looking glass hotel that kind of sits like in the middle of London. I want to say the middle of London because London as a whole is a pretty big city. But from the top of that hotel, there's like two bars and like two restaurants. And I went up to the bar there that had the perfect view of the city and the London Bridge or the London Tower Bridge. And it was just really nice. And I went up there and, and I remember like when I got off the bus and I got off on my stop and I saw the hotel, I was like, I just really want to get a drink up there. Like I just really want to see the views because I'm all about the views. I love rooftop bars. I mean, everybody loves rooftop bars, but like for me, it just felt like this is like, like Saturday was my last night in London. And given that it was a Friday and my Friday was going to be like, I'm not holding back. I'm going to do everything I want to do. I kind of felt like that would be the perfect way to end the night. By getting a drink at the Shard Hotel. So I went up, didn't have a reservation, but luckily there was space at the bar, which is where I wanted to sit anyway. And I sat at the bar and I look at the bartender and I tell her, make me the prettiest drink on the menu. Like I didn't even want to look at the menu. I didn't even care what the fuck was in there. Like I just make me the prettiest drink on the menu. And she made me a drink called something in the clouds. Not literally verbatim that, but it was like something I forget in the clouds. And basically it was like this beautiful like plate and on top of that plate sat like a small bowl literally with a rocks glass in it and that was the drink itself but on the plate there was a little hole that she poured like a liquid into that formed like all of these clouds like the smoke and it took up the entire bar it literally overflowed and it created such an attraction that everybody at the bar noticed and turned and started taking pictures of my drink i almost wanted to be like back up <laughs> If you want to take pictures of this drink, get your own drink. I'm just kidding. But yeah, it was just such a vibe. And it was just so beautiful the way it just overflowed on the bar top. And oh my God, I just loved it. I just fucking loved it. So anyway, had my drink. I ended up ordering another drink. I told her again, make me the prettiest drink on the menu. It was pretty, but it didn't have that wow factor like the first one did. And I think at that point, I was like, I need to go back to my hotel. But while I was at the bar, I was like talking to my sister and, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I ended up talking about my ex. I got emotional. I wasn't like crying at the bar. But, you know, I was telling her like this was, you know, the first big trip by myself to Europe. Not to Europe because that's the UK. UK is like over here. Anyway, the point is, it's just like I was in a different country without him. And for six years, him and I had traveled to so many places and it just felt not strange because again the purpose of the trip was to reclaim the week the day my independence this liberation that i was experiencing from the relationship you know reclaiming my independence just everything because again i was about to marry this person i was i was about to commit my life to this person and everything was different now and i think that i finally reached that point of the trip where i really started to reflect on that 
and I don't want to like blame it on the alcohol, <laughs> not blame on the alcohol, but obviously having that many drinks and being that vulnerable, especially the kind of day that I had where a lot of that time I spent was alone, even throughout the entire trip, it really started to like weigh on me. And I just started to express myself to my sister. And I was like, you know, there was a part of me that did want to talk to him. I did want to call him and I did want to see how he was doing and tell him about all the fun things I had done so far. But, you know, because he's a narcissist, I know that those that conversation would not be the way that I would want it to go if that makes any sense like I know that if I were to tell him about all the things I was doing he wouldn't listen with oh I'm so happy for you ears it'd be like oh I can't believe you're doing this without me what are you doing out there uh did you you know what I'm saying like I just I knew that that was not the kind of conversation I would have with him even though I wanted to have a conversation with him I already knew how it would go down Hence why I never called them. I never reached out. I didn't do that at all. But it was a moment of like self-reflection and talking to my sister helped a lot. Um, but after the bar, I went back to the hotel and I fucking passed out. And then I woke up the next day and that was my last day in London. And it was just a matter of, okay, what do I want to do now? What do I want to do next? What kind of experience do I want to have now? Like for this to be the final day. So that's when I went to Darby's, which is when I had the meat pie and the glass of wine. And again, you know, I walked around and explored the city some more. And then like around six o'clock, London boy hit me up. And he was like, hey, what are you up to? And we had already planned to see each other again. Um, so it was kind of nice. You know, I saw him on the first day of my trip and I'm seeing him on the last day of my trip. So we agreed to meet up. And so we met up and he was like, what do you want to do tonight? And I was like, I want to go to Soho. Because Soho at night is like known to be like bar hopping, party. Like that's where people go and socialize and hang out at. And so I knew that I wanted to experience that. I just didn't want to do it alone. So he was like, all right, let's go to Soho. So we went to Soho and we honestly, we walked around a lot, took a lot of pictures. And then uh, we ended up going to uh, like a pub. We didn't really, we grabbed food, but it wasn't anything like fancy, but we did grab a few drinks. And then at that point, it was just a matter of like getting back to the hotel and then at that point it was already like 10 o'clock and you already know <laughs> we fucked again <laughs> but yeah we we had a good time we had a good time and we just kind of like watched tv we went to sleep and then we woke up early in the morning this was the day of like my flight so he helped me pack and by helping what i really mean is i packed my suitcase and i made him close it <laughs> But he like checked all the drawers for me and like the, the, the closet and the bathroom and, you know, just made sure that I, I got everything I needed. I checked out and then we ended up going across the street to like this bakery shop and he had tea and I had coffee, which was kind of cute. And then uh, we ended up going to the supermarket because I don't really buy souvenirs when I go travel. If I ever bring anything back, it's always like food, um, like seasonings or like a recipe book or cookies or snacks, like something that I can... I don't know, consume. Like, I try not to buy souvenirs as much before. Like, I don't really do the whole magnet thing when I travel. Um, but I did buy, like, some cookies and some, like, candy and snacks and tea. I had him pick out everything because I'm like, listen, you know more about the brands and what's actually good. So just pick out the things you think I'd like and I'll just get them. So he kind of like picked out all the cookies and stuff and I got them and they were all super delicious. I already consumed everything. Um, but yeah, after that, he like walked me to the train that I needed to hop on in order to get to the airport. So he like walked me there and we kissed a final time and we said our goodbyes and I like thanked him for everything. 
and he was like okay let me know when you get to the airport and then i did and you know i texted him and i texted jack and i was like you know thank you obviously i didn't send them like a group chat text but individually i just both thanked them for just being like such gentlemen and you know especially to london boy i thanked him for like showing me around and just being a gentleman and just like going at my own pace and i was like although these are things that are a like a granted like that's a that's a given no matter what it doesn't always result in that way nowadays you know like men aren't always nice they aren't always generous and patient and giving you know what i'm saying like so i just thanked him for just you know letting me take control a lot of the times you know like always being respectful giving me that space you know just being a gentleman all in all and like for the drinks and for dinner and things like that and he was like, of course, if you're ever in London, you know, just always hit me up. And I said, of course. And if you're ever in Orlando, let me know and I'll show you around. Um, so when it comes to London boy, I have not spoken to him since London, which was back in November. But if I'm being honest, I don't mind. I don't mind. Because at the end of the day, realistically, I don't do long distance relationships. And I think his purpose in my life was what that trip was for, you know, reclaiming the week reclaiming the day reclaiming that time going on this experience having this experience you know having a solo trip to london getting painted going on a date having wild sex with a hot guy in a hotel room like why the fuck not i'm gonna live this fucking life like this is my life you know what i'm saying and it just felt like i said liberating and amazing and then you know i messaged jack and i just thanked him also for being super respectful and giving me this opportunity i was like you know for you this might be a typical wednesday where you're just painting a model and you're doing your thing but for me this symbolized so many things so just thank you for being my friend all these years for always leaving that door open for me to come and have this experience whenever i wanted it and i just that doesn't go unnoticed and i thank you for it and he was like, of course, if you're ever back in London, let me know. Like just just all in all, it was amazing. Um, I think one of the highlights of the whole trip in total, aside from London Boy and getting painted, there was a moment where I was like finding my way around the, the tube, which is basically the train. And I got stopped by a guy and was like, hey, how do I get here? Like he literally mistaken me uh, for a local. And I was like, I made it. <clears throat> I fucking made it to be mistaken for a local in London like oh my god like I'm just an American girl um but I will admit you know my outfits were slaying and you know of course I dressed like they do in London like very chic very beige um very proper I guess in, in some capacity I guess whatever um I don't know for some I might have looked like an American for others maybe not so much but it was a really good feeling to get stopped and ask for directions as if I actually knew what, where the hell I was going but I was able to give him directions he was just confused about the train because he was going through like a GPS on his phone and he was confused because he thought he was at a stop but he had to switch trains and he didn't know how to find the other train to hop on so i was able to show him how to get there and he was on his way so it wasn't like i told him to take three blocks and make a right it wasn't directions like that it was more of like how to navigate the system and i was able to give him advice on it and guide him which was a good feeling because i'm like oh shit check me out i know things um but again it wasn't that hard to navigate either so i'm sure that if you were to go to london and get on the train you will also find your way around pretty easily it's intimidating, but it's not impossible. But aside from all that, I got home safely, 
with all my goodies, my snacks, and my memories, and my stories, and I knew that I wanted to talk about it on the podcast. It was just just a matter of when. After I came back from my trip, it was just like back to work, back to the hustle, back to paying rent and making up all the money that I basically spent and all the money. Because, you know, as a server working at Disney, it's like taking time off is not so much a matter of like, oh, you know, like I'll get back to make money and like, you know, replace what I've spent. It's like, that's a week I'm not making money. That's a week of money that I'm spending. And that's a week of money that I, that's not, that I, that wasn't put towards things that needed to get paid, you know? So yeah, your girl was like back on that hustle and grind. And then of course, December came and it was a matter of the holidays and Christmas and you already know how it goes. But that was my trip to London and I had the best time. Um, If you're wondering, am I getting any of the paintings that he's painted? Jack, of course. Um, We did come to an agreement that he will paint me something and he will send it to me. I'm not sure how much it's going to cost. I don't know if it's a gift. I don't know if it's going to be something more in my price range. He is a very expensive artist, but as he should be because he's very talented. Um, But I know that I will be getting something. I did reach out to him a few days ago asking him on the status of the painting because I'm just curious to see like what it looks like um, now that all this time has passed. But of course, you know, given the holidays, he does have a family. He's taken a pause and, you know, he he's a working artist. He does workshops. He has clients. So I know he's busy. So I'm just patiently waiting to see the results of the paintings. Um, But if you're if you are a close friend reach out and I might just send you a little screenshot of it. Um, It is a nude painting, so you will be seeing me naked. If you follow him on Instagram, he might post it on his Instagram page. So if you really want to see it, just stay tuned for that. Um, But other than that, yeah, it was an amazing trip. I loved it so much. I can't wait to go back. I'm actually going to Ireland in February. So, but I'm going on a girl's trip. So it's not going to be more, it's not going to be like a trip like London. However, your girl is still single, so you already know she's going to do it for the plot. So stay tuned for that. But other than that, I officially do have more episodes lined up. So I promise this new year, I will be giving what the people want and it's stories, advice, experiences, all of the content possible. And I am here to give it to you because I want to. I really, really want to. It's just, you know, processing a six-year relationship, wedding, life, adjustments, things like that. I just needed to be in the moment and I needed to take that time for myself. And I think I underestimated what kind of commitment I'd be giving if I were to jump back on the podcast. And I feel like I really needed that break. It was literally months, almost a year break that I took, but it was necessary. But I'm back and I'm feeling good and I'm feeling confident. And so that's that. I love you so much. Thank you so much for sticking around listening to this entire podcast. Listen, it's been a long time. I knew it was going to be a long one. I'm not sure if I'm going to keep it consistent for it to be this long every time. But thank you so much for listening in, pressing play, subscribing, rating, leaving positive comments. Please reach out. Follow me on Instagram at Nicole Asev. Follow the podcast Instagram page, which is at Hold Up Let Me Explain. Please reach out. Love me. I love you. Thank you so much for listening in. And of course, like always, new episodes every Mondays. Stay tuned because I have another one coming. Mwah.